Now a word from our sponsors. What's up, Anti Network? This is Marco Harrington, author of Soul Ties. Make sure you pick up the book from Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Alright, man, this is what? Episode four? We on four, man? That's what we Yeah, we today. on four. Yeah, we on we four. On four. Hey, episode four, man. Back with the Anti Network, man. Me, of course, you know, brother X, with the awesome guy himself, the doctor, the man of many titles, brother, 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 Comar, brother, twin, brother, brother, everything, Marco. brother. But I'm about to call, call him brother Lloyd J. It don't matter what you call me, just don't call me a <laughs> Yo, you know what I mean? Hey, don't do that, man. Hey, I, I, I just heard the John Wick story my man told me a minute ago, y'all. <laughs> we don't want my brother to turn it up, man. You know, look, it's funny, man. We don't want my brother to turn it into a ninja, but we got to roll in with a cool story about a video we ran across during the week. Give his standpoint on from what's the difference between a real ninja I mean, y'all know what I'm trying to say. My brother Marco will say he know he from he got no problem saying, but I'm gonna say brother real ninja to a real. Be a real man. Real Fuck man. being a real nigga, Even cause real then. niggas is dumb. All the real niggas I know, idiots. They 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 <laughs> dumb. They don't know shit. They broke as fuck. All they living on is, is a rep from high school yeah. or from their early twenties. They fifty now, broke as shit, or they in jail doing life. Don't be a real nigga. Be a real man. So. From the video, brother Marco, from your perspective, as you go over from a brother who kind of seemed like he kind of came from the, the ninja path onto the path of men, when you see this type of video, is it something you can agree with or resonate with on the difference to what we see as modern men and the modern day ninja? Because I still think it's a, even a lame, it's the Negro, but that's a different conversation. But from the ninja to men of our color, what, 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 what's the doctor uh, synopsis on this? So, <laughs> I, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get leeway to my sister who who was on the podcast the other day and told me she didn't like me cussing and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm gonna try to tone it down for you, uh, big sis. Um, so to the uh, part of a nigga standpoint, I'm say, <laughs> uh, I, I know brother X don't want don't want to say it. But it's, yeah, the, it's the anti network, man. It's an anti network. But my brother gonna do his thing. Say. That's a fact. So growing up, I'ma say I stepped into I grew up in the hood. I grew up in I grew up in a neighborhood where we did a whole bunch of bad, bad things. And I had my first child at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I took it upon myself to grow, grow. And we always say, be a real nigga. And he was trying to he was trying to make a point to a lot of people in, in his podcast and in the video of saying real niggas do real shit. But what is a real nigga? And mm -hmm. he made made a point of saying real niggas don't do a real shit. They drug dealers, they do this and they do that or whatever like that. And they always do stupid shit and do stupid things. Mm -hmm. And from that standpoint, they're not growing. They're not doing things. They don't treat their women right. It's one of the points that he was saying in a video they don't open doors they don't they don't teach their kids how to grow they're not the fathers that they want to be which mm -hmm. is a good which is a good point that he was making because we can go back to the same thing we were saying last week of how you want to treat your women and how um i don't remember the guy's name we were talking about last week but you know if you want to be that real person that real man that you want to be you want to be a real man you want to make that that money that he was talking about and you want to make that woman happy that a real man want to be you want you want to brother take yada. your brother yada yeah you want to take your your family out of the streets you want to take you want to get them away from the violence and get them away out of the the hood as we want to say portray ourselves want to be real ninjas and whatever the case may be you want to get them away from the violence and the things that they want to they don't want to see or you don't want them to grow up around mm -hmm. all the time. You don't want to be a real nigga. You want to be a real man because a man is going to show his son, his daughter, his his spouse, um, his female, whatever you want to call her, the real way. That's what a man would do, not a real nigga. A real mm -hmm. nigga is one of them type of people that you will turn into <laughs> 
when your woman or your kids is being disrespectful, as you would say, when I turn into John Wick. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the difference. And that's the difference. You know, I would turn into a real nigga when somebody approached me the wrong way. You know, mm. a real man is what, what I am right now. I have a house. I have a car. I'm growing myself. I have a book. You know, we're entrepreneurs. You know, mm-hmm. we have a show. We have different things in the community that we're doing. Those are real men. You know, and it's, if, if I want to say, you know, uh, what a real person is. I would say Russell Will, you know, Russell Westbrook, or, you know, one of them type of people, or even Charlemagne, you know, them type of people are like real, those are real men, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. Those are real men. Real niggas are, I, 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 I don't know who you want to call it. You know, <laughs> one of these rappers or something like those. You want to call those, you know, Blueface would be a real nigga, I guess that's what you want to call it. Um, I hear I hear the philosophy on how you uh presenting it, but even with that logic, outside of the fact that you saying you are turning to a real ninja, you know, in certain predicaments like family violations, you feel maybe street violations, but don't you think that this uh this this energy we put about well, excuse me that we put around being a a real ninja is more detrimental in a, in its collective because as I see it. <clears throat> Um, even based off that video, is we align the word ninja, for better words, to everything that's kind of demonic, if you ask me. Like, I think if, like, in certain situations, like, if you a snitch, no matter what age you are, like, you don't get no pass. That's being, and if you don't snitch, then you a real ninja. If you go do time for somebody else, and you just threw, like, half your life away, which probably nobody really ain't gonna hold you down during the majority of that time, but you still a real ninja, you know? You got shot from somebody else before, you know, I can go down the list, but these things we were, we would say makes you real or a real ninja, but um, I will ask you, in a collective again, don't that makes this whole situation kind of dangerous, especially for our color? Cause it seems like we, we run with this, the heaviest on what we consider being a real ninja. So if you see, in my opinion, from what we, what I've seen, based on growing up early 90s to where we at now, I don't see what this doing for us. So from your perspective, especially living in Texas, do you think that this energy will, will change from a, a negative ninja to a positive ninja? Because I think we should get rid of the whole ninja case in the first place, in my opinion. Yeah, or, or, the, or the part of being real. Like, what's the point right. of being real, like a real ninja we like what's the point of it all because you taking cases for somebody who probably wouldn't take it for you and you mm. being locked up not being able to see your family members and then 15 years 20 years down the line somebody else is taking taking care of your son your daughter and stuff like that and you not you not reaping the benefits or you getting lost behind technology or even mm-hmm. education or whatever the case may be we are getting lost behind the system systematically in our minds and in our emotions and our, even our spirits, you know, it's a whole different aspect of just being what we want to call, Oh, real. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. being, Oh, let's just keep it real. But who are you keeping it real for? Are you keeping it real for yourself or are you just keeping it real for the street? That's the difference. Mm. Who, who are we keeping it real for? Because, you know, my face, I mean, my Facebook and my Instagram, you know, people call me co-mark the realist, but, that wasn't because of the fact that I was keeping it real on the street. I was keeping it real with myself and keeping it real with the people around me. And I left a lot of people back in the hood and a lot of my friends because they were growing up doing the exact same thing. And I can go back to the same hood and people are still doing the same exact thing that they were doing 20, 20 years ago, selling drugs and still trying to rap and saying, oh, I'm going to make it now. But you, you still not doing anything, you know, are you still keeping it real with yourself or are you still moving on? Like, and that's exactly what he said in the thing. He can still go back to the same spot and people are still doing the exact same thing and they're not doing anything with their life. They still broke, still not making money and they still not making leeway with themselves. They still doing the exact same thing over and over. And that's not, that's, that's not being a real nigga. It's still, you know, being a nobody. 
Mm. Yeah, so again, with the energy behind what we consider real ninjas these days, I think it's toxic, like we'll, like we put that label on other things when it comes to our society. So um, I get what the brother's saying, man. I don't really see the the energy pushing this narrative when really it's not, it's not going to come out to be nothing great for us at the end, especially for our next generation. It never did nothing for our generation. For the people before that probably coined this being real term, it ain't do nothing for them because, you know, if you look at even in, in, in what you consider in gangland, all the all the big homies or people who put things in perspective, they are locked up, dead, <laughs> or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, or miserable. I don't see a lot of, you know, the big homies before us who said keep it real that made, like, like big, big enough steps where, like, oh, man, he's next to... Uh, uh, Martin Luther, you know what I'm saying? I know it's, I know they try to do peace trees and a lot of things, but at the end, rather if the government tricked us back out of our spot or we just couldn't hold the, the the line of discipline to keep the energy going, I can't say, but I do know where we at now. Yeah, that that's that's not it right there. I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with brother, man, that that real ninja energy, we, it gotta die off somewhere, man. I think we gotta leave that off in the past, man. We gotta leave that in the past. And if we keeping it real as real niggas, what about the white people? What about the Caucasians? What about the Native Americans? What about, you know, Muslims? What about, you know, Pakistanians, whatever, whatever other races out there, you know, how are they keeping it real? Because we keeping it real as black people, you know, what about the LGBTQIA2 plus people? You know, they keeping it real with themselves by changing their, you know, transgenders or whatever like that and they mindset they keeping it real with themselves and here we are really killing them about their sexuality they keeping it real too you know what i'm saying right right, we, right we up here you know scalling them about you know they mentals and stuff like that so all in all who 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 the real people are who are the real people and now you know real niggas and real people that's that's the bigger picture Every, we all real some kind of way in our own mind mm-hmm well, definitely. <laughs> you do know when you said that, I was looking at the difference. I was like, yeah, but we we take the part of real that kind of dooms us. So I think every 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 ethnicity or group you said took the real about probably being more pure within themselves or honoring their nationality for the better. When we look we at took... for the worse. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. Like we talked about the whole Black Lives Matter thing, but Black oh, Lives don't man. matter when against until. So we fighting against other people, but black lives don't matter to black people. And that's 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 a bigger thing. So here we is talking again about keeping it real and real niggas, but are we real to each other? Are we that is that the point. Why aren't we real to each other? If we real niggas, we should be real against each other. And I'ma leave it at that. I'ma leave Man, it. that's you I, know I, I'm I'm keeping it real right there. I don't know, man. I think we if we talk so much about it, man, we're gonna both be on sleep on a computer and everybody else because <laughs> Bro, you know it's a lot about that topic we can talk about. Like we can talk about this for for a good bit. You know what I mean? So, um, we do got some other interesting things to talk about along the way, man. And this segment, as I call, was bad parenting. Needs to be. And I would say the first video we could talk about in this situation is the the young lady twerking and her dad tapping that behind. Now, some might say, like, in this video, well, this is not really a bad parent because, you know, he tried to correct her. Which I, I, it's pause off to the dad. I think he's supposed to do what he's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But who got the camera set up? So that makes you think, is the is the, the, the mom? Like, who who's recording this to where she goes right? This That's the crazy part about it. She goes right to the camera, and she knows what to do. So, yes, the... Shout out to the father, man, for you know tapping that and getting that in some order. But who gave her this idea that you can just put a camera up or and who's recording her? Let this happen because he hit her and he did keep moving though. But my thing is, who she when he popped her, who she saw next to because it looked like she was probably next to somebody. So, from, from your from your view and from what you perceive from the video, what do you take from that whole thing for a young girl? 
just go in front of the camera, throw her hands on her knees, and try to do something I think not even grown women are supposed to be doing on camera, in my opinion. That's just, I, it's my opinion. My, don't, the world don't shoot me, but they shouldn't be doing in public eyes like that. So what do you see that as, man? It's a, it's the anti-network, man. Ain't nobody going to shoot you on her. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a, May freedom ring, brother. May freedom ring. Yeah, so it's it's... I don't know if it's the brothers or whatever, or if we doing it for clout, like, you know, it's another skit. I don't know what it is, but you see these videos all the time, man, up and down. Uh, I don't have a Facebook, but before I was on Facebook, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and all these other videos, you know, it, it's common, you know, for uh, little girls uh, to be doing this. And like, again, like, I'm, I'm with you. I, I applaud the, the father for, you know, stopping in and, um, and I'm with them, and I know I went up and down the comments, and everybody like, ah, oh, she's not really doing anything or whatever like that. But then again, you know, five years, ten years down the line, she, you know, she will be doing it, and and they're gonna say, you know, it's a, you know, status quo for everybody. You know, it it is just dancing, but to be doing it at a young age, you know, I would say it's inappropriate you know in that it is what it is and i buy i pop the father and it's not bad parenting by his side but somebody is filming it and that's the problem that's the problem behind it somebody's filming it. they're like oh it's cute you know let's do this you know where she's learning from you know what she's seen it from is youtube and social media and stuff like that and you know how what else to get off of it and then, and I think that's the part that kind of gets to me because I got another video where we got to definitely run this back with bad parent too because I found some other videos I couldn't get right in time but I think it's just it's graphic or even worse. But this is the thing: for people who say this is not that bad, what's bad then? Does she gotta be really a naked little girl? Excuse me for anybody who. Who probably mine went to left because yeah, you know, but I'm only just being real. But what is really bad then? If a if a girl her age is is putting her hands on her knees and she's trying to throw that thing at the camera, what's what's what could be worse than that? I don't even see how today that we look at these things as any logical human being and say this is okay. Because now when little boys see this. Now, if they act a certain way, we gonna really damn them if they do it. Now, remember, it's not. A, I'm not. People hear me clearly. I'm not saying that this gives boys any right to violate a little girl, but I don't think people understand the power of energy or how things depicted when it's right in your face. If that little girl is able to do that, you don't think little boys in her household are in the same situation? There are learning things they don't supposed to be at these age. So just we like we all got brains. We ain't gonna think that one day a little boy see her doing that, probably seen something on TV, his own parents said, Oh shit, she doing something I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be getting on that. And then is it is it is it really effed up then? Is it the end of the world then? Because I feel like it's so many steps we can do before we even get to this spot to where we shouldn't even have that to happen. So again, like what makes today so so see now, so 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 crazy for better words, to where we think this is normal. Just say, oh no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, what, what, what's going on, brother? So, me and my wife had to talk about it like two days ago, man. Maybe like, maybe like, yeah, it could have been like two days ago. We normalize sex so much, even like on TV. Back when we was younger. You know, 80s, we 80 babies and mm -hmm. stuff like that. For on sure, TV, sure. you could have never saw, and excuse my language, breasts, butts, sex, a girl kissing another girl, a man kissing another man on TV at all, bro. No, no, you know, PG. It couldn't have been over PG. It could have been rated R or anything on TV at all. And to add to that, I want you to finish, but to add to that, you know what our parents just have us do? When they they was that in one little scene, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Turn your back. <laughs> they would have tackled us to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yo. And I still 
tell my kids before I see it coming. When I even know like the scene is getting that way, go go outside. You know, go go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something. For right? sure. Hey, can you go get my shoes out the? You know, <laughs> something. Right. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! It's coming. Hurry up! Hurry up! Exactly. <laughs> but it's even getting to the point where like the Disney movies, the cartoons normalize it, and you see it coming like for the the children's movies that we see it coming. It's so normalized that I think in our minds nowadays that I'm not going to say me or you or even most people, but maybe 33% think it's okay to see like your kids dancing like this, you know, in a normal household or even outside that you could see like the cheerleaders at football games and basketball games doing these type of activities and and everybody's clapping and you'd be like what the fuck I'm mean, just you know yes. what I'm saying you'd be like what the hell is going on like that's not appropriate but At then, all. when you got the same little girl saying you know whatever being harassed by same age boy because I'm not gonna say an older boy or whatever like that you're mad but you be like wait but she was just doing the exact same thing on the floor but the little boy, you know, is aroused by it because now we're getting at a at the time where age, you know, has started to get more sexualized at a younger age. That kids have started to get aroused at a younger age more and more younger because people have started to get pregnant more and more younger now. You know, at my you know, like from our time period. That's a fact. So I don't. I. I. You know, it's just. You know, I guess it's just like normal. I guess at this at this day and age that we we see it on our phones, we see it everywhere we go, billboards, schools, you know, TV. We just can't get away from it. Even video games, bro. Even video games, you know, we just can't can't get away. So I don't know how we get around it. I don't know if it's even a thing for us to even say it's up to us as parents, as grandparents, neighborhoods, as you know you know, neighbors, you know, as a community to police other people, which we, we talked about in our first episode, which didn't really air. Yeah. Take a village. Episode one. village. We had to take a village to to do it. But then again, uh, you know, people's going to get mad about us policing their children when it, when it happens. So, yeah. So, speaking about policing, I, I know that the next video I'm talking about uh, you said in your in your side you said it wasn't you ain't see much wrong but I I I I got a lot of someone showcase it. And well, I said I, well I said I didn't. You I couldn't, couldn't hear the audio. You couldn't I hear, couldn't hear the audio. And no, actually, actually, no. I, I'm talking about. Actually, I had to switch it up at the end because I was talking about the video we were supposed to bring it after. I'm, I'm bringing it in wrong, so I had to switch it up at the last minute. I thought about it, but so thank you for saying it because I, I had to catch my words up real because I had to switch the rule. But <clears throat> my brother didn't hear very well. But it's it's a video that we did. Uh, we went over uh, a young lady in Walmart. Well, no, it's a Target. She's with her son, I believe. And the way that the mother and son exchange is going, it comes off like, man, what is really going on? Now, I I'm a firm believer, man. It is a way you can talk to your children. The only thing with today that kind of bothers me with situations like this is people just ain't consistent enough. I understand that a lot of us being a rat race where we feel like we working, or we feel like we might be doing too much, trying to, you know, put the meat on the table, or you know, some of you caught up in the love trap trying to find somebody to cling on to, or some of y'all really just gonna give a damn, we just gonna be honest, that too. But when I see a mother and her child, whether the father, his child, or even if it's both parents and their child in public. And I see that kind of dynamic of you talking to your child like that. And you see, she wanted her hand back up to the goddamn moon. Now, now again, I'm a firm believer. There's nothing wrong with discipline your child. It's appropriately but We talking to our kids nowadays, like, like they the baby days, like them, like you had a baby with him and you mad at him or something like, I don't see a lot of good communicating skills, or excuse me, a lot of good communication between parents nowadays. And damn, they don't care what race you is now, especially if you're in America. We are damn near polluted of all races now. But the 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 communication from a mother 
to a child or a father to a child nowadays is crazy. Like, like from from what you've seen or what you interpret, can you see yourself or can you even see your wife talking like that to your daughter in the middle of Target? Even, let's say she, she just kind of was jumping around a little too much. Do you see your wife talking like that to your daughter? So, again, like I said, I didn't hear the audio, but to interpret, I can't see my well, I can't see my wife talking to my daughter. I can't see my wife talking to my daughter in a go back. Huh? One second, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I want to make it fair then because I because I, I thought we'd get picked on. So let me say this: since you didn't, so you didn't hear the audio based off of what I said in yeah, reference yeah, yeah. to you. Yeah. So let's go that I way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. My yeah, bad. Yeah. My bad. But, my bad. But I said, yeah. But based off what you're saying, I can't see my wife talking to my daughter that way. I can see my wife trying to like calm my daughter down and trying to get her to I guess get my daughter to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I also can see because I'm not I'm not gonna just say that like it's not gonna go two different two 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 different ways. I can also see my wife getting frustrated at some point in time if my daughter's not cooperating mm-hmm. you know whatever but i can't see my wife in public like reaching back to like swat <laughs> see, my, swat to my daughter like a like a like a fly <laughs> but on the other hand let's switch it up and i'm gonna switch it up my son i can see i can see my wife getting very frustrated with my son my youngest son right and her having to like literally go off on my son, like literally, literally go off on my son, right? And my son, my son's ten, and him like fall out and whatever like that, because I don't, he don't know how to c- control his emotions. But even with that being said, I still don't see her like raising her hands and you know swat him, you know whatever the case may be, uh, at that point in time, you know whatever. But I can still see her like going off. Like using like cuss words and everything, you know, when she gets like super frustrated because my my son knows how to pick, you know, my wife apart at certain mm. points in time. So I can see, I can see my daughter at a lesser point than my my son. My son can can bore my wife can can literally get underneath my wife's skin if mm. I'm not there. So I can definitely see that part. But for her to like reach back and like go Jose Canseco, no, I can't see it. Not in put, not in put. No, no, no. Okay, so based off uh, that notion, do you see it as maybe that I'm probably being a little bit too extra with the woman? Because when you when you give your analogy on it, I, I'm not saying or I don't think people don't get the right to be angry at their children. But from how I'm viewing the video, it just seems a little bit too much. And honestly, once you get a chance, I hope you you, you uh take a go back and listen to it again. Cause my brother couldn't hear. You know, my brother's a vet, so you know he like RoboCop over there. Now I'm just playing. Yeah, but I am. I basically, I, I am. And and I got like real bad hearing and the tinnitus and stuff. And like in my ears, it should be ringing super bad. Um, so I, I try to listen to it twice, but uh. So I try to, I'm very observant. And so I looked at it and looked at it and I kept looking at it. And I seen her buying him toys. You know, I seen him walk out with like a couple of toys, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that she she might, I don't even know, like I couldn't hear it, like I couldn't hear it, but she, you know, and uh she might have been frustrated to the fact that she was like already buying him stuff. And maybe he kept asking for more things. You know, and that's just my interpretation because like I said, I couldn't hear it. And I don't know what was said, but she, if you explain to me, you know, it well, make, make, make sense. Well, based on the splashing of the video, because if you notice, you've seen when the girl lift her hand up, the girl act like she was going to get hit in the goddamn, she was recording from a distance. And that woman lift her hand up, she kind of like, oh shit, like she was going to get yeah. hit or something. But you know the video was spliced, but pretty much in the videos, I mean the splice videos putting together, it's pretty much how the woman is talking to her son. 
in yeah. the manner she's doing that made concern for her to get recorded. So that's why I gave the analogy earlier. Okay, so based on what I said, but majority, not majority, um, for the context of that video, it was just how she talked to her son in the public and how she was treating him and how it's from the outside looking in. That's why I stated, was it me probably being a little bit too, too much to get my opinion on? It, how would I say? That she has the right to go so hard because I just, I mean, I know how it is to get frustrated with children, but I'm not, I can't live everybody's experience based on how they view and see things, but I never, and you know, we, we won the same when it comes to being moody, anxiety, you know, all the, all the emotional stuff when we start yeah. ticking different, but I never take that much on my child where I'm like, I'm doing this. Like I'm doing, I got the, the I'm palming the basketball just about the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's a language you be like, Hey, yo, you know, you better chill, though. <laughs> you know yeah, how you got yeah, to do yeah. that Loki yeah. trailer? Yeah, like we used to do, in the, like our, our parents used to do. Like, it's been to the point where I, I've, I've, like, I've grabbed my kids and it's, you know, <laughs> you get that, you get that, that Mortal Kombat voice, you pull them yeah. in. And, and you make them cry you 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 let them understand sure. if, I, if i had to beat your ass in this story, you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, and they and they understand that part for real because that because they know that you'll get to them but I, i've seen parents you know i've seen parents you know smack their kids in the, and sometimes i you know i'd be looking at the kid and i'd be like you probably deserve that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you probably a bad mother. You know what I'm but, hey, you um, know, man. And I went off on a, a parent one time in the store because he was calling this kid retarded and stuff like that. But the kid, nah, was, yeah, he, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But he he had he had it coming because his his child was his his child had autism, and I don't think he knew that. You know, or whatever, and I have a big thing about kids with with autism that has disability, and I was pissed off. It had me heated, and I and my I told my wife, and she and she was like, "You probably shouldn't do that because that's not your family." And I was like, "Yeah, you right. I shouldn't step because it's not it's not my kid." Um, but sometimes we as people probably should step back, you know, whatever, and observe because it's not our our business. But then again, sometimes. I think we overreact with the camera thing, you know, trying to film. Cause a lot of times, you know, we want to film when it's fights and you know, shit's going on. Oh, you know, it's fighting, man. You want to turn our camera on, but we don't want to step in when it's dangerous for stuff like that. Oh, if a child is being harmed, why not step in? If you thought it was going to be that bad, you know, why not say, you know, why not come in and say, Hey man, you know, I don't think you should talk to your kid. He's not being hit by that time, but this dude over here was getting his ass kicked. <laughs> you want to step in there? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. So, Come on now. I don't know. Answer so, that word, man. You know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can't fight. No. <laughs> no. I'm telling but you. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's different circumstances, bro. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to judge. It's just hard to judge. I'm just going to I would agree. Here. You know? It's hard I to guess judge. we could... I guess I'll have to leave now or rethink about it because I just, like I said, outside looking in, man. I mean, we, hey, man, listen, let, let the fans decide what's going on, man. If y'all got y'all pins, please, we want to see them in the comments too, man. We want to hear people, you know, this is why I say it's like the conversation table, man. We just want to have conversations with anybody, even the comments. We want to bring some of these comments up on, on the stage because we'd like to hear what people think too, you know. That's what's about just having a real world conversation. But in this last, last segment of what I consider a bad parent in part one, now this is this is where I, I was gonna jump out early. I think this is where we had a difference. That's why I couldn't wait for the show. So, as a matter of fact, I'm not even I'm not even gonna lead into it. I want you to lead into it from your perspective of of, of the video, so that people can get an understanding of what Brother Marco is saying. So Arabella decided to fuck with my whip shots last night and fuck my shit up. So now we let her open her gifts and let's see what Santa brought her. Santa ain't bring you shit. Aww. Aww. Cause you been bad. So you No, I don't think we even had a difference. I think we was right on point. This lady, this lady came in and she, she 
she left some liquor out. She left some liquor out, and she, her her daughter, her, it was her daughter, right? Her daughter. Her daughter. Mm-hmm. Her, her daughter got into it, and she was pissed off about it. She then wrapped her daughter some gifts and gave it to her early and punished her by giving it to her empty and and let her and try to say, you know, this is what you get for, you know, being a, you know, bad, you know, bad child and Santa didn't bring you nothing. That's what mm. you get for, like, getting into my liquor. And to my point, I think that is bad on her. That is the dumbest shit you dumbest excuse my language big sis that is the dumbest <laughs> thing you could have ever did because hey all, shout the big sis man shout out big sis that, that is the dumbest thing you could have did because of the fact that i agree with the the older lady in the video who who commented in the video you suppose you're supposed to safeguard your your surroundings for uh, your children to live you should have not had your liquor out for your daughter to get into or or knives or guns or anything like that because if your child kills himself or somebody else in the house because you left your guns out and not in your safe or anything like that it is on you your liquor your weed your cocaine whatever your you dabble in whatever the case may be and then you should not turn around and punish your child for a mistake that you did and that's my take on it. And I'm going to leave it at that because I think that is the stupidest thing as a parent for you to do, especially for your child and make them feel bad for your mistake. For your mistake. Because that was your mistake. Man, I think I might read the message wrong, but definitely, we, we definitely 100% on this one. Um, or I think it probably went to a different message. But when I first seen this, <laughs> I think it's crazy to even record this and put this up. I don't even see... You know how you try to use perspective on somebody, but like, what would make a person record their child? Oh, what is it? It was liquor shots, or was it cream shots, shot. or something like that? Cream something shot. like, I, something yeah. like some cream yeah. shots. I think it was some cream shots, yeah. That was liquor based, and you record your daughter crying and put it on social media. I this is this is why I say this is the roundtable talk because. People will argue, which I don't have no idea why. Some people argue and say she, that girl deserved to get embarrassed like this. And it's crazy because we're in a society in 2023 where they say <laughs> freedom of speech is is on on the brinks. Well, shit, goddamn it, we it need to. It need, sometimes you, I, I <laughs> sometimes man, freedom of speech don't need to be free. I swear to God, because I I don't see. I don't see nothing in that that benefits the child, even as discipline. Why are we as people find it so incredible to press record on these devices right here and point it to humiliate somebody for the world to see for likes and shares? This is where I think I have the biggest problem when I say this is bad parenting. What the f are we doing? What the fudge are we doing, dog? Because that is so crazy. You should never use social your child at the at, for social media expense at the hands of social media, for better words, to get likes, comments, and shares. Because anybody, in my opinion, who agrees with what she did was ultimately right. Man, I, I know it's the internet work, but what I'll say, is shit, I'm gonna be looked at as like a bad person. <laughs> So I'm not even gonna go that far off the deep end. But I will say to that to add on what my brother saying, yeah, this is crazy point break period, man. We as parents, you know, collectively, to the ones who are doing their thing, the ones who hold it down, the ones I know it's hard and it's, it's a challenge. We try to make the best of it, man. Man, we salute y'all for sure. But come on, man. If this is if this is some of y'all homegirls and y'all and some of you homegirls who know that she your friends, man, step in, man. Sometimes this is what we were talking about earlier, the village, the village effect. This is definitely the village effect. If this your homegirl or your homeboy letting your son do stupid stuff like this and your homegirl's letting the home, no, man, this is where you step in. I'm sorry. And if they ain't understanding that, then I think it's the end of a friendship. Because I couldn't imagine my brother Marco, and I know he's a super stand-up brother. I couldn't imagine him, his daughter, in the middle of the living room, we watching a football game, she's twerking. Man, I, the football game would have shook on the other side of the world for discipline going on. So it's just some things people know 
what makes sense. And what I'm making is a long story, man. That didn't make no goddamn sense. No. None at all. And it, even and it's funny that we're talking about liquor <laughs> when it comes to bad parenting. This other case is very interesting as well, but this is more about marijuana. Now, if I say more, some of this is wrong. My brother Bronco could definitely catch us up. So we have a retired cop. I forgot what uh what city he came from, but we'll make sure the video's gonna go up so you get a whole synapses of everything. And the best way to take it is put it under your tongue and rub it in your cheek. Don't do too much, you're gonna be asleep all all afternoon. You know what you should do? No. Don't try to communicate, just relax. See what happens. I think you're calmed down. So quickly. Isn't that amazing? He used just a single drop and his hands afterwards were rock steady and the dyskinesia left. Mm -hmm. It was too bad. It works most of the time. In fact, it's... Uh, <laughs> did you guys eat lunch? Are you hungry now? Funny, I am. For a brother, you know what I'm saying, to be taking something that he was goddamn slamming people for most likely. Yeah. I got to hear from the doctor, man. What's, 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 <laughs> what, 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 what are we making this, man? How do we write the prescription for this? <laughs> so, I gotta know. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna say it like this, man. Big up for him, man. I, I, you know, I hope his his treatment is going well. You know, you know, I hope he's he's getting healthy and getting all the treatment that he he deserves, man. I, uh, I know Parkinson's ain't uh a good disease to live with. You know, um, tax your nervous systems and things of that nature. So. I hope he's living right. I hope he's living well and all that. Just getting that out the way. The fact that the fact that they normalized it and gave him the treatment and stuff like that and tried to make it a good thing, you know, for him and was like, "Hey, he is a retired cop. He needs this because of his Parkinson's." Um, you know, is is kind of overwhelming because of the fact that. You know, they was like, oh, he did this. He's a retired cop. He needs this treatment for his Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. You know, I I didn't laugh because I was like, ah, oh, you know, he does have Parkinson. There's many people out here that, you know, I say, you know, before it got legalized, it was locked up for it. And I was like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad thing. You know, we still going through the whole fight about you know, people being locked up and it's been legalized everywhere. Can't we just get these people out? So I had mixed feelings about it. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I was like, uh, what about all the military people <laughs> that still need help me. with all the problems that they have and can't get a prescription for it because they live in the cities, you know, that, or cities, excuse me, states that mm -hmm. aren't legalized yet you know, for it. why can't they get treatment for, you know, their PTSD or their nerve disease or their Parkinson's disease and stuff like that. But we have this, you know, retired cop that is getting treatment. Why are we going through this? So I had mixed feelings about it. And it just, it, you know, and they were like, oh, well, we're doing research about it. You know, I, I, I looked it up and, you know, they said he was living with it for a long time and he was even going through the going through it when he was still a cop, which was even harder for me to think, you know, well, uh, this cop is, you know, doing this or he, you know, he had Parkinson's and stuff like that. Not saying that he was using it, but they say he was dealing with it while he was a cop and they found out when he was a cop. So what about, you know, the military people and stuff like that who are still dealing with some of the diseases and still functioning and stuff like that with PTSD while they were still in the military, still going through it and not getting treatment and things of that nature. And mm -hmm. the, you know, marijuana to deal with some of the things that they're going through and still fighting the VA system or whatever. And that's just, you know, 
problematic for them and still having to go through it and can't get treatment like that. And they, you know, broadcast it. Put this man in a whole CNN TV network and stuff like that to <laughs> let it know, let it be known that, you know, it helps with Parkinson's. You know, so it was just one of them things I thought about why just looking at it, I just didn't understand it. Why why cop and why not, you know, military people or, you know, other people, nurses and things of that nature. Well, I think when it comes to the military versus, you know, officers, I think we're talking about a different type of government uh, <clears throat> that has to uh, put those pods in place. Don't show me for anybody who's all, who know, who's left wing, right, and all, know all the, the politics uh, jargon and stuff like that. I ain't, I ain't too tight on that, but I think it, it'll be a little bit different. But I think, in my opinion, I would agree with you that the military should be people who, who get exposed to this first before any law enforcement, especially for the grunts. Anybody who's really on the front line of war from Iraqi freedom to where we was at or to anything that was uh, in the past. The... I ever get the video from TSA when I got locked up on the plane for whatever, whatever. If you see when I talk to the cops, bro, the first thing I said is, they said, man, we surprised you didn't run. I say, yo, this your job. <laughs> what I'm gonna run? Where I'm gonna run to? Like that, it's only gonna make it even worse for what I'm in the airport. So where I'm gonna run to? What I'm gonna do? Now I'm not gonna be mad at a stranger for doing your job, but I think it just that takes more of being a a more wholesome person to understand. Like when you do the wrong things, you gotta expect mm -hmm. the wrong situation to come with it sometimes. So every time you do something wrong, don't mean it's always gonna be right because that's like the life of the street, you know. So all in all, I don't really see nothing wrong with it. If he did it by what the law permits, you can't hold him accountable for what he did in his job and that's the time he when he was locking people up and if people was violating the law then what can you say it only makes him look bad if he was taking this while he was an active cop and he violating you know i guess the the oath to the to whatever academy he's with or he's violating uh a state crime so if he's not doing none of that he's retired or he went to move to a state where it's legal then i'm not mad at the guy because if I was him, regardless if I'm a cop or not, I want to live better and more peaceful. So if this if this oil gonna help me get back moving and talking normal, hey man, more power to the brother, man. I I don't got nothing bad for it. Yeah, I said, I, yeah, I, I hope he gets the treatment he needs, man, and you know, big ups for him. And I know the comments say they, you know, suspected him of doing it while he was, you know, he was, you know, while he was still a cop or whatever like that. But if he ain't getting no judgment. And he didn't get caught doing it. Well, yeah, you can't say <laughs> you can't say what you're saying or whatever like that. It is what it is. So hey, and that's why I tell you, man, I don't care what nobody say. I know some people see the gold teeth and all. This is why it's important to have friends of all nature. Yes, I'm saying it because I know people who know me know. I know brothers of all colors. I don't care if they members, government. Hey, listen, man. Listen, you need friends of all sources. I repeat, man. Friends of all sources, so I'm not judging nothing. Yo, if that, if that was my homie, I'd tell him the same thing. Hey, look, you ain't get caught? Okay, then, man, listen, my brother's trying to live. Hey, we, we got to make <laughs> yeah. it work. So I'm not here with nobody talking about it if it's my brother. So, hey, man, it just is what it is. <clears throat> but in relation to, because uh, we definitely get into the, uh, the finish line, and it's kind of cool because we're right on time. Uh, thinking about veterans in need, man, we have a story that my brother Marco had introduced. We both talked about this last week, but when uh, the the message got related to me, it was kind of in shambles a little bit. And then, you know, when we did get that click, my brother had resent the link, uh, a story about a Marine who went out, you know, uh, what I consider the side door of life, what we consider suicide. And uh, Stephen Osborne, correct? Stephen Osborne. Yeah, um, a, a, a Marine veteran at that, you know what I mean, who um, who felt like the VA failed him. Now, I know a little bit of the story, but I know my brother Marco know a little better. So I, will, I would love for brother Marco to share the story since he brought it to the, the anti-network for us to go over. So I would rather somebody paint the picture more better, you know, well, in the situation. Well, somebody, somebody brought it to me. Somebody sent it to me because they... Well, I mean, I'm going to say it like this, man. Somebody brought it to me because they know what I dealt with um, for the last three years, as much as, you know, you know what I dealt with for the last three years. And, you know, shout out to everybody. I know it's Veterans Day, PTSD. We all dealing with it. I got PTSD awareness. 
Hey, you know my shirt, my shirt no. probably came, man, but I, I'm in a different state right now. But you know, yeah. we rocking no. this, man. Pizza, it's weird. Right. Sure. No one, no one fights alone. So, um, Stephen Osborne was trying to get help from the VA. He was dealing with a lot of mental health issues, a lot of health issues over the you know past couple of years. Um, it felt like he wasn't moving along in his steps toward a healthy life. Uh, he kept getting pushed back in his treatments um, with mental health and and his physical health, physical needs. As we all know, there's processes when you go through the VA. You have to get certain medications, go through certain medications, certain referrals when you go through the VA systems. And this was what happened with um, Stephen Osborne, which is happening to a lot of veterans in the system, which also happened to myself. Mm-hmm. Stephen... And the lack of words, uh, furthermore, he came to a point where he felt like the VA system failed him. He wrote the VA a long, I'm going to say love letter. Love letter is what he did. He wrote them a letter expressing that he that they failed him as that they did a lot of a lot of veterans. He apologized to his Marines, his fellow Marines, his mother, his wife, his kids, mm-hmm. and told the VA that he was at his 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 wits ends, and that he felt like this letter should be pushed out to a lot of veterans and a lot of VA systems so that they understood that the lack of treatment and the lack of help should not be in the VA system and that we should get the care that we need and we shouldn't go through the loopholes that we always have to go through to get treatment. And so at the end of the letter, he told him he was at the end and he ended his life. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> to, let's say, to push forward on Stephen's letter, I want to say he's not the only one because as you know, as X knows, the last three years of my life, um, I went through the same thing Stephen did. I was in the VA system, and for three years, I was dealing with stomach pain, and the VA kept saying that there was nothing wrong with me. And I could not understand what was going on. I went from 200 pounds to maybe 245 pounds in weight. I started bleeding out my penis, and I'm this the anti network. I'm just gonna put it out. Hey, man, hey, you know, we got a strong stomach. I was throwing up every day, couldn't keep nothing, couldn't keep nothing down. Um, I was moving around where I felt like I was fatigued every single day. I was going to the hospital maybe every other day. I don't even know what was going on. I was maybe, I don't know. The VA kept telling me over and over, there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong. I was seeing doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. They kept putting me on different medication, different medication. And then one day my PCP had the nerve to tell me that the pain I was in was less pain than it was for her to give birth to two of her children. That was my last straw. I wanted to go home and kill myself, but I didn't. I woke up one morning and as I was trying to buy the house that I am right now, I was walking downstairs and I started to bleed again out my penis. I went to the doctor and they told me they didn't understand what was going on. I bled so much that they moved me to another hospital. I stayed there for two days and they couldn't stop the bleed. They sent me to the VA. One of the doctors leaned over the bed and he told me that he didn't understand what was going on. And he told me to leave the VA because if I didn't, I would die. He said, because the VA didn't give a shit about me. They were his words. This was a VA doctor. I left the VA hospital that day. Um, and two days later, I went and got me a PCP, my own private doctor. He sent me to another doctor from Texas Health. 
Two days later, that doctor told me, he said, I know exactly what's wrong with you. Three days later, that doctor scheduled me for a surgery. It took three days for that doctor to figure out what was wrong with me. I had been growing something in my stomach. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but something in my stomach for three years that weighed 17 pounds. That's how long it took. Three years, the VA, VA had failed me. That that was that's the story. Oh no, bro! The, I, I know the that's, people don't know, man. I I've been with my brother through a good bit of this, man. A lot of stuff that you know he's saying right now. Oh man! No, finish what you were saying for it. I'm sorry, but I just want to throw yeah, it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it, it and it's crazy because uh, my psychologist and my psychiatrist. One of my psychologists quit because of because of it because she was like she didn't even understand the pain and the suffering that I had went through during that time. And I had told her at one point in time, if it wasn't for my kids, I'd have never made it through because I, it, my wife was traveling throughout that time because my wife job would always make her travel. If it wasn't for me having to get through with my kids and um, roll out of bed every morning and get my kids to school and get them ready for school, I'd have never made it. Because that was the will for me to fight. And me and you always had a saying, do it for the kids. We have kids. Always, always. Always. And if it wasn't for that, I'd have never made it through. Never made it through. And so that was the reason that kept kept me going. And if it wasn't for my PCP, I probably would have never made it. And mm. they found it within three days. And that that's and that's bullshit. And I know a lot of veterans and I work with the VA, not the VA, but the Mission Continues mm. and Wounded Warrior Project, the uh, continue servicing like the VA people and stuff like that just to help people just like me because the mm -hmm. VA is bullshit bro it's, it's total bullshit and a lot of people go through that and just the other day I got a call from a lady who helped me with my service dogs because another service member was going through the same shit and he called and he said I'm going to kill myself right now because I'm going through the same shit you're going through the VA is such bullshit that they would not help people and so many people are going through the same thing. And mm. it's terrible. It's terrible that we go through so much things. And right now, I take blood thinners because of that situation. Because of that situation, I'm on a constant blood thinner right now. And the VA called and told me they could not renew my blood thinners. And my oncologist is in a fight with the VA system right now to renew my blood thinners. And blood thinners are hot. They're super hot. I'm not saying I can't afford them, but the VA supposed to pay for him so it's it's just stupid bro and it's just dumb um i would like to say first off man uh man thank you for for one sharing that story and and for two for, for anybody who hear this story man we would love to hear your story in reference to the same thing um and i'm not trying to sit here and say i'm just want to make this a dis va thing i re we really want to hear people who feel like they haven't been heard because as you can see my brother's here way better shape and i'm not gonna sit here and be like no no video writer saying like, oh, i was here one day in and out but when i talk to this man i always tell him i'm always talking about alternative i'm like they said what all the stuff he's saying right now i'm the whole time i talk to him I'm like hey nah bro we got to talk to somebody else we got to do this we need to get you to the island we got to bring back dr sebi because i already know off of certain stories from my own brother who just killed himself two months ago in relation to certain things for the va and other uh people that i was in the military with in reference to things to the va that you know, it came off like we're just dog shit. And I don't even like cursing, but we it's a lot of people who know this experience when dealing with VA. And for people, and some people who put their life on the line way more than most, you would think that the VA would be happy to do it. But I know a lot, man. I remember my boy said, man, I think I got better treatment in jail than I did with the VA. And that is the craziest thing to say that a veteran who went to Iraq, can say he got better treatment in prison than the VA, that's kind of crazy. And again, man, I just want to applaud my brother again. He he came a long way. My brother's stronger than ever, man. And it, it shows, man, people can come out the darkness to the light, man. Is it easy? Of course it's not. But, you know, as you say, man, he did it for the kids. And, you know, that's one thing that me and him are talking about, man. Even though our situation is a little different, mine's a little crazy, but... We always talk about that, man. You always got to have something you're doing it for, for the motivational purposes. And, man, I've seen that brother gaining that way. I talked to that brother when he was going through it. It's like, hey, man, I got to call you back. I'm in the 
you know, but my brother persevered. He went through it. My brother healthier, killing it. You know what I'm saying? Got the book out. You know what I mean? Living better than ever. Still trying to get to 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 a thousand percent as we all want to be, man. And I just want to applaud my brother. But I also want to say again, if anybody who got this any stories in relation to that, man, we'll love to hear him because we we want to share. We want your experience shared too to know, like, hey, man, everybody go through something. We hope we can help you be heard, or at least even help you along the way with our words. Or, or or advice in the situation, especially my brother. You know, he been there, he lived it, and I think that's the best person or type of people you can want to get that uh, that understanding from because he lived it. You know, so in reference to the story at hand with Mr. Osborne, just quick from my side, especially as a Marine, this is this is common, and I hate to say it like that. It is very common. I know people who didn't even go through much in the military, but the thing about it, they probably have never been through nothing in their life at all. But some situations when it comes to war or anything that's traumatic to a degree, a lot of people need help. And if some people are way tougher mentally than others, even for the people who's tough mentally, being in some situations in the military, especially when you hit, when you go overseas, you don't know what you can see or what you can be, or what you can go through. So without fumbling, I think it's very important for anybody who has any type of mental health that's any type of disparity that need help, make sure to reach out. If you ain't got some homeboys to talk to, man, leave in the comment section, man. We'll try to talk to you and chat or something because really, man, we all been there where we really want somebody, you know, just for a little bit of time, maybe a long bit of time. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with getting therapists. There's nothing wrong with getting outside help if you can, but just never sit there when you think like, man, nobody loves me, nobody cares. I promise you it is somebody out there. The thing is, when the walls are closing us on us mentally, that's what we see. And I've I, I been there. My brother, no, I did three years of uh, of counseling in New York, BC. Has anybody know me with East New York? But I walked to counseling like twice a week for three years. You know what I'm saying? Even crazy stuff up, up north, but like, that's a whole other story. I don't want to say I went too cuckoo, but <laughs> hey, I needed, that, I, I needed that help. Anybody who know me from New York for Kipsy, they know I had to hit the jacket. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not bragging about it. I'm not saying it nothing like in a way like, I'm going to fight it, but after my son died, like, you know, it was rough, you know what I mean, for me, you know what I mean? So, so definitely, I, I do know the uh, the pain when it comes from uh, not feeling validated, not feeling wanted, and to where you want to end it all. So, we're just here to say from the Anson Network, if you feel like that, man, we, we love you for sure. Man, reach out, man, get some help. Even you can talk to us in the comments, man, definitely in situations like that. Where we see it, we definitely want to talk back. Because at the end of the day, especially as a veteran, as we are, man, you want that love, man. You want that embrace. So if we can help you at the internet work, we definitely got you. Brother Marco, we definitely at an hour and two right now. Any closing words we got for the people, man? No, nah, just remember to love yourself, man. If you can't love yourself, man, make sure you get go out there and, and, and get some help. Um, love everybody equally, man. Everybody out here, like he said, might not be the same skin tone, but deep down, we are the same DNA. Whether it's 96.9%, man, not 100%, but you are close to it. Um, make sure you go out there and, and get some mental health, man. Meditate. Um, walk. Go out there and get some vitamin D, man. Don't stay in the house and let these four walls or six walls, eight walls, whatever, how many walls you got in your house close in on you, man. It's tough out there. Um, for all you veterans out there, happy Veterans Day. Um, for all you mothers out there, um, you are love. For all you fathers out there, you are love, man. Don't don't let nobody tell you you're not white, black, Mexican, uh, ex Latino, whatever y'all want to call yourself, Pakistanian, Muslim, everybody out there. I want to tell y'all if you not you don't feel like you love, I love you. We love you out here on the the anti network. You are love. Get some help, man. Like he said, if you if you want to feel like you want to talk to anybody, if you don't feel like you want to talk to us, get some help. Talk to somebody. For sure, for sure. And I I don't have much to say outside of that, man. You know, the, the link's going to be all through the video, man, as far as everything we got from. You know, my brother Book, once again, Soul Ties is out, man. Make sure you support the God. You know what I mean? Brother Kazi's out right now, and uh, he, he's, in, he's in the water town. He oversees. I don't want to say his private location, but he just took a step out. Brother should be back with us soon. Should have a guest for next week as well. You know, we're trying to keep things interesting for the Anti Network. And this is episode four. The one have dropped already, as you've seen. You know, they drop it every Friday. Next month, we're trying to do twice a week. We're trying to get the rotation down. 
And we appreciate everybody who's supporting the process, you know. Shout out to Big Sis, you know what I'm saying? Because my boy wasn't cussing like nothing this show. So shout out to I'm Big so, Sis. I, you know? I, I, I'm trying to keep it low-key, man. Uh, I should have some merchandise coming out sometime soon, man. I'll try to get it out sure. there uh, before Christmas. And like we said, man, I'll try to get some uh, some free books out there and some discounted books out there. Maybe Thanksgiving. Let's see if we talk about it uh, next episode. Black Friday, baby. Hey, man, appreciate everybody tuned in to my brother Marco, your brother X. This is the Anti Network, Episode 4. Adios.